Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Downtime with Daya. It's your host Diamond Abiyakalam and I have some very exciting news today. I'm here with my beautiful, beautiful friend Marianne Baden. Marianne, do you want to say hello before I continue? Hi guys! <laughs> yes, so today we're here with Premium Content. We're going to be talking about women in political positions in African countries and I felt like this topic was important because Recently, we've been having a lot of elections around the continent. Kenya had their election last summer, which was one of... Kenya's election was quite memorable because Kenya, for the first time, had the most female governors in this election, which is something we'll talk about later. And Nigeria had their presidential elections on the 25th of February, and we'll be having the one for the governorship positions on the 18th of March. So I believe we need to talk about women in political positions in African countries, because if there is one thing we have noticed is there are very few women in places of power, whether it comes to being the president or governor or in the House of Assembly or House of Parliament. So I'm here with Marianne today, and that is what we'll basically be talking about. We're going to rant a bit because, as you know, it can be very frustrating Like when you look at people in power and you don't see anyone that looks like you. So we'll be talking about like why it's like this, um, people's opinions about women in political positions and how we can move forward as a continent. So first off, Marianne, thank you for joining me today on this episode. I'm just so happy to have you here. So um, let's just jump right into it. As you know, um, if you look at, let me start with Nigeria's elections, which I was first of all say it was very disappointing, number one, because the people in charge of the Electoral Com- Commission in Nigeria did a horrible job with this past election. You go to the polling units, the office, officials were not there, or people were not able to upload their results. Like the citizens literally had to do everything by themselves, which was very annoying. And when I was reading about the elections, I realized there were very few women in political political positions and very few African countries are obviously tackling this like Rwanda has more than 50 people in the parliament which is quite impressive but then there are obviously a lot of countries like I I know Nigeria has less than 10 percent of its women in um in like the house of assembly or house of representative which is very disappointing so yes marianne we're just like going to talk about this and i just want to hear your opinions you know this is a very chill conversation i agree i agree that there isn't a lot of women in power and for me what it seems like is whenever there is a woman in power Mm. it's either she is in education in some form Mm. in writing or something like that or she's a wife of somebody who's already a political person yeah i was trying to research like african political women and they are very Mm -hmm. accomplished in their own rights but the first thing that you see when you look up them is oh wife of this person (laughs) no for real for real and it's like if you see a woman if you see a woman in power it's either she's in women affairs or she's in education and i don't know i just find it a bit like stereotypical thinking that a woman should be in like women affairs or education and very i've i know i've seen very few women who have been like minister of finance or like minister of transportation and i remember talking to someone about like having a female president and they said oh no women are too emotional they can't be president you know a president has to make tough decisions <laughs> oh really and i don't know i just find it makes sense mm-hmm. to me no because for I real feel like and I- even 
in the sectors that women have been in in Africa and in political positions, they are very accomplished in their fields. But it's yes. always in the fields that socially people would find that acceptable for that to be in. Yeah. But I feel like if they're accomplished in the fields that they are in, imagine if they were allowed to be in many other sectors. No, I for like real. We could be advancing much further. <laughs> if that no, was I... Case. I totally agree with you. And like when people make the arguments that like women aren't competent enough to be in certain political positions, I just find it very hilarious because if you look at our continent, at least as an outsider, if you look at the current lands, political landscape in many African countries, the first thing that will come to your mind, it's, it's a disaster. It's a mess. Lots of countries do not know what they are doing. You say women are too emotional, but you literally have people in political positions coming to drag people who call themselves Gen Z on social media. Like, tell me what's more emotional than that. And I just feel like, um, like you said, even when women are in this particular um, positions, they aren't given the liberty to like exercise the power they have. For example, maybe the president will not allow them to do a certain thing because they believe a woman should not um, be making such decisions. Like the current president of Nigeria, I remember, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. There was a time he said, a woman only belongs in two places. He said the kitchen and the bedroom. I was that shocked. shocking. I was shocked. The president of a country in the 21st century is saying that. I was like, what are you trying to say? So I tried to say all the girls who are getting educated is for nothing because you end up in your home being someone's mother and someone's wife. Like that's what you amount to. No, I, I, I agree entirely, especially since like recently, actually not even recently, like since a lot of like African countries were like got through colonialism and we're independent mm. we've mm. always been trying to play catch up with what people see as like the developed world which is Thank a whole other issue for another time but in order to do that we have to get past these like sexist like things that are holding us back yeah because if you look at data for like education especially in african countries you mm-hmm. see that a lot of women are doing better in school than their male counterparts and but then they get to a stage where they are not allowed to progress as much as they should be and i feel like we could be it would be it would benefit the whole community uh, to uplift women as well because you're only as strong as your weakest link and if you put down people in your community you can't really excel and so you always be behind especially if we're trying to I mean, I understand that a lot of these social things come from colonialism, mm-hmm. but in order to escape that, we have to set our own standards. And I yeah. feel like those standards should involve having more women in power. Because yes. even if not for, like, just because it's better to have, like, gender equality in all workspaces, mm-hmm. I feel like it's also good to have diverse um diverse perspectives where you're in any sector yeah and part of that diversity comes from like people of from different places and of different Mm -hmm. sexes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i totally agree with you like whether we like it or not women are like at least i'm not sure of the statistics but they should be at least 49 to 50 percent of the population on our continent and to think that you believe there should be no representation of people 
who occupy 50% of the population is just absurd because when there's no one in the in the decision making rooms women won't come to mind that is why you have a lot of laws and a lot of policies that literally do not make any sense for example if you look at like I'm familiar because I'm Nigerian. I'm more familiar with the Nigerian constitution. And if you look at the Nigerian constitution, you will see a lot of laws and you'll be like, I'm sure they were not thinking of women when they put this in place. For example, in, um, I know in the police force, a woman is not allowed to work at night if she's pregnant or if she's married. And then in certain parts of Nigeria, a man is allowed to beat his wife as long as it's coming from, <laughs> I know what, as long as it's coming from a place where he's like, like, you see, punishing is not the word, but reprimanding her like, oh, don't do this again. I will beat my wife. Ah, it's allowed. Is she a child? I don't want... No, to be honest, that thing where they like to infantilize women, it, women is another thing we need to talk about. But like, yeah, like when you... A lot of like when w- girls go to school, which is another thing we need to talk about, how the access access education for women is very very little in lots of african countries when girls go to school right and then you tell them you can be anything but then you're the same person that comes to say oh yeah you can be anything aside from being the president of a country or joining the parliament or deciding to run for a political position and i just find it very funny because if you look at like African, like if you look at African struggle towards liberation, if you look at many African countries, women were at the forefront of these things. But of course, our patriarchal society has erased them from history. Like if you read about Ghana's independence, you don't read about the women who are also fighting with Kwame Nkrumah. If you read about Tanzania, you don't read about the women with Nyerere. If you read about Nigeria, you don't read about the women. It's like they did not exist. They were just there to emotionally support their husbands. So yeah, I just find it funny. Mm-hmm, Marianne, you were about to say something. Going, going off of that point, I, I agree because even until recently, when you asked me to come on this podcast, thank you yeah. for coming on this podcast. No problem. I was trying to research like women in history, and when you search like people in Ghana's history, like a lot of the men come up first. You have to like mm. actually search women in Ghana's history to get a lot of the women apart from Yasantua. You see, but. And as I said, all of them is like, oh, wife of this person before all of their other achievements. But then you realize that even back then, like from the beginning, trying to gain independence, there are a lot of women working behind the scenes Mm -hmm. in order to make that happen. But you Mm -hmm. don't hear about them normally. Like their names are not very well known. No. And I realized that in Africa... We actually mm-hmm. have a lot of like women's face, like the first woman to do this, the first woman to do yeah. that. And I feel like, because I feel like a lot of African women just don't realize their potential. Because when you I see them in you. these spaces, they are very good at what they do. Like it's very inspiring. Yes. And yes. Like, Why don't we have more of this, especially in like places of power? Mm-hmm. Like I feel mm-hmm. like the women themselves know that they are powerful, but they are not allowed to overshadow the men in yes. society. You can't take yeah. their limelight. That's one thing a lot of men will not allow. You can't shine. Just don't shine more than me. And I feel like it's a systemic and also a tradition, like a cultural problem. So like when you talk to a lot of young people, I, I mean, I think it's changing now with our generation. But I've, I've spoken to a lot of women who de- like 
they want to be things they want to be doctors they want to be engineers they want to be creative people or creative artists but then like their main goal is to be a wife like to be someone's wife you hear people who are like 21 getting so frantic that they do not have a boyfriend because they are not married and i feel like when people focus on like that family role i'm not saying a woman should not be a wife or a mother the whole point of feminism is the opportunity to choose what you want if you want to be a mother good for you if you want to be um, a career woman also good for you if you want to be both good but like when people think that they only amount to anything or they're only a complete woman because they're a wife or a mother like they don't really get interested in this political position so if they want to run for something they start thinking oh as a family woman how am I going to do this or even if I'm in a, a, in a, a place of power if people say I don't have children or I do not have a husband I'm still nothing so I feel like changing that narrative about women not being a a woman not being a complete woman until she's married or she has a child needs to start changing like our society needs to start working on that but also the systemic barriers that are put in place i'm sure there are so a thousand and one thing obstacles a woman has to go through before she gets into a position of power whether it is in the corporate world in the private space or also like in the public space so all these things need to change and like that thing you said about people just seeing someone as the wife of this like the current person running for um governor of lagos for one of the political parties his wife is very accomplished like she's a harvard researcher she got her phd i think at oxford and lots of you know what people are calling her they're calling her a buddy like they're saying oh she's a buddy because she's pretty and i'm like yo see this woman's achievements she's more than a buddy like she's literally I'm so sorry but she's smarter than some of you like some of you men <laughs> She's smarter than some of you. Yeah. Ah. They, I feel like trying to move forward and trying to get more people in power mm. really depends on how we can break the systemic barriers. Yeah. The only problem with that is the two ways you can do that is either try to get like the men in power to realize there is a problem mm. or to have like female trailblazers who go through it and pave the way. The only True. problem with that is I feel like so often it's on the woman to try and like, oh, be the first woman to do this so you can yeah. make space for other women. But it must be very tiring. Like, yes. I cannot imagine having to be the first in that field and have to deal with all of that. True. But also I can't find, I can't figure out a way to change the minds mm. of the men in power. Like you can yeah. talk and we have been talking but until somebody listens, it's very hard to try and change that systemically. Yes. But yes. I totally agree with you. I feel like, like you said, you have to talk to the men and you also have to, like, they have, they have to be women who are examples to the women in younger generations. But people first need to realize there's a rot in the system. Like this system is not working for a lot of us. A lot of, whether I like it or not, a lot of men think the world is okay the way it is. Like, there is nothing like sexism, women are being treated fairly, women should be below men. So, until people like this are either eradicated, like, either, I don't know, they fade off as the generations keep passing by, or they are, like, taught and they are becoming enlightened about certain problems people from marginalized communities are facing, we won't be able to see, okay, yes we have to change the men and we have to have female trailblazers and like you said like being the first to do everything has to be a lot of pressure because the kind the mm-hmm. amount of mistakes you can make are limited whether we like it or not people are like oh make your mistakes but when you're from like a certain marginalized community number one imagine being like the only woman 
they are an African woman, they are probably the first black woman to achieve that thing. So the whole world is like, yo, you can't make a mistake. Like Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala in the WHI, I wonder how she's feeling. Like if she makes one bad decision, the whole world will eat her up. It's like when you are when you get to that point after all the hard work you have gotten to mm-hmm. like you've done to get to that point, then you have all eyes on you. And yeah. sometimes you're not even looking at the right things. As you said, sometimes they'll be looking at the way you look. Yes. Like, oh, your family, like why don't you have a family? Blah blah mm. blah. You're too oh, what's the word that they use? It's not even bossy. <laughs> like but you know, they also use bossy. Yeah, yeah you have the same traits <laughs> as aggressive. That's that's, it. that's the word they you like have using. <laughs> Especially in terms of like African women and black women, mm-hmm, they love mm-hmm. using that way. Yes, yes. Like, once you know what you want to do, you're very accomplished. I don't know, they yes. feel threatened. And I guess they should be threatened because they, no, <laughs> we can real. accomplish a lot. For but real. To see someone from that lens, it just immediately discounts everything that they've done to yes. get to that point. To be very and, honest. I mean, I feel like lately, We've been getting mm. places very slowly. Like mm-hmm. there's been a lot more conversations from women in like African countries. Like I've seen a lot of panels, a lot of like yeah. feminist organizations coming up, like trying to talk about how to get more women in power. Yes. But it seems like there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of people who are doing talking, but there's not mm. really much action being done. But yeah. I, I agree that it's kind of hard to try and pull up make make an action plan that actually works when a lot of it is psychological and a lot of it is social rather than physical yeah yeah i totally agree with you and like like you said there's a lot of talk if there's one thing that's one thing i i I love international women's day but that's one thing i hate when all these companies come out like you know last year was breaking the barriers and all of them i remember this bank i forgot the name of this nigerian bank and then international women's day but all the people on the posters were men saying our men support our women breaking the barriers like why do you guys like hugging the attention it's about Mm -hmm. us it one day about us and you've decided to make it about men like for goodness sake it's just a lot of them talk 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 but then you haven't looked Mm -hmm. at the things in like the things in the system that are making it be like this like why are there less women in places of power you haven't decided to tackle that you're not here coming to make programs diversity programs in the name of we're going to increase women in in places of power and like that thing you said like it being a psychological thing i feel like that's one thing we need to tackle from both the women's side and from like men like women you can achieve anything you want to do and i feel like we need to start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable or making people uncomfortable because it's like we always trying to please everyone oh I don't want to say like they'll say what are your takes on this on Twitter and be like I don't want to say because I don't want to make people uncomfortable say it because a man will not a man is not thinking about making someone else uncomfortable make him uncomfortable exactly. make him uncomfortable to be honest that's one thing we need to start doing yeah I agree which is also why I really enjoy what you're doing here like having a podcast for Gen Z women if you guys are listening Thank please you. share with your friends yes listen because I feel like yes. it's like a very good to have like new like younger generations talking because I remember mm-hmm. when I was in SOS and we were in Mogul we would go for like talks and yeah. like the women they are very powerful they are very like good in what they do but mm-hmm. they are growing you know we need like new fresh spaces on the show to keep True. the momentum going yes because they've accomplished so much and now to like hand over and to for us to continue and to try and get yeah. to where we yeah. know we can get 
to be honest, yeah. a lot of women walked so we could run. So we we need to run so that a lot so that the women behind us can sprint and it can be easier for them. And I feel like like I I think one thing I've learned this year is one I'm going to learn how to like protect my peace when I'm talking about things like this because if you're not careful and all those misogynistic men or people start coming at you, you start getting discouraged. And also learning how to be on like how to have difficult conversations a lot of people like avoiding this thing and avoiding it doesn't make it go away there is a problem in the system there is a gender gap that needs to be filled and how are we going to do this is not by ignoring it or wishing it away or making very cute posters with canva and saying happy international women's day equity what was the theme for this year is it equity or equality and that way all of a sudden all the companies have 50 percent women 50 percent men and lots of people will be like oh affirmative action is not good but there are women who I'm so sorry, but I'm sure there are women who even have more accomplishments than the men who are currently taking up these rules. For example, the current president of Nigeria, he should not be there. He should not be there. There is <laughs> no for real. I can count like ten women with my fingers who are more fit for that role. If you look at I'm sure if you look at Ghana, if you look at Kenya, if you look at South Africa, there are a lot of positions you're like, why are you there? Like you have no qualifications. It's just because you're a man. That's why people have put you there. And I'm just happy that like like you said, the younger generation a lot of change is coming people are not scared to speak up again like i remember before my mom used to be like a lot of women they had certain like beliefs about certain things but because they were too scared about how society would look at them they they, they didn't mention anything but we would not care if you think i am a misandrist good for you if you think <laughs> i will not have a husband oh good <laughs> good for you so yeah like i'm just happy this is changing and i just want more women in political positions because that is one way women will be considered when they're making policies and laws because a lot of policies really do not make any sense or did not consider women or they harm women even and I'm, i just want this to change because you know me i'm for african women always they, they always. come before anything else so yeah, I feel like we have come to the end of this podcast and I just want to say thank you so much Marianne for being on this episode. I'm so happy to have you here and oh. for your wonderful takes for your you know your research cuz me I'm not I'm never going to lie. I didn't do that, <laughs> that much research, but thank you for doing all the research. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at downtime with diapod, share, subscribe, and I hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.